And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Hi, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Not really a happy Wednesday, but Wednesday. Here we are, Spike's Car Radio, ready to deliver a show for you. Uh, Zuckerman's with me. We're going to be calling our friend Mr. Seinfeld, see how quarantine is going for him. Then we have Alexander Rossi and Connor Daly, Indy drivers, who are going to zoom in on a Zoom. Uh, so prepare for that sound quality issue and tell us what they're up to. I think they... I think they still have a season scheduled, Zuckerman, so it'll be interesting to see what's going on. Also, there seems to be some sort of virtual racing with them, um, which I don't understand how that works. So we'll get to the bottom of that. <clears throat> we'll chat with uh, Jerry in a minute, <clears throat> find out what his quarantine is like. I have some car opinions, Zuckerman, about the quarantine. I, uh, as you know, picked up our 992, the Aventurine green car, and immediately I'm bringing it back. I don't feel like it's the right quarantine driver like I, I i i've been enjoying the targa i think the right quarantine driver is a vintage car without a top what's your opinion okay my opinion is that i, I agree with you to an extent <laughs> or something really raw i think right. the the 992 is the businessman's car it is participating in the business world which no longer exists you've got <laughs> your suit on you've got your tie on you've got your briefcase you're going to court you're going to the pitch you're going to do business to in the world business in the world that is doing business and we're not doing that right now so it's it's incongruous it is it is Disconcerting. Incongruous. Incongruous, my friend. Incongruous. Cognitive dissonance. <laughs> you need to have something that does not belong in what the world was like Do before. you know how good? Well, first of all, the 82 Target is such a winner. I don't know if we've even spoken about it on this podcast, but the idea that Mr. Seinfeld gave this car back to us is ridiculous. Remember yesterday he was texting us. He said, uh, that's why I have six of them. But honestly, I don't understand why he didn't keep this and have seven. This car is so dialed in and perfect. I've been so happy in it. And this, uh, what do they call that Porsche bluetooth radio he put in there that they don't make anymore the new one i have no idea what they call it you know it, what i'm talking you but know it sounds great i know what it is it's a satellite it's a satellite something radio that they porsche made for classic cars right Which, right why would they discontinue that why would they make it and discontinue because we didn't even want it none of us really wanted it but it works it works it's and it great. works great it works great <laughs> and so you know i told i called both of you guys or i was texting both of you guys the other day because i was driving down to get uh coffee and to meet my business partner to sit outside to talk about how we're going to deal with our development slate whatever uh and i put van morrison on in that target and it was sunny and it was 75 and i was in heaven it's like eight in the morning I'm dying. And I texted you, right? And I said, because <clears throat> I noticed this is not 1982 sound no, quality. Not at all. <laughs> right? And it's not just that system. The speakers were something. You didn't do anything to the speakers. When I you didn't do this anything. Car. But the speakers have to be, have to be somehow renewed. Man. They could so getting back to, I think, my original point. Top off, old car, Van Morrison. It was such an antidote moment for this horrible thing we are all in right now. Guess right? what? I when I when I switched with you, and we drove out to Bills the other day, and I was driving that car. Glenn uh, Glenn Frey Smugglers Blues came on, oh, and I yeah. have to tell you, I had not really listened to that song, <laughs> and I had not listened to that song on a good stereo, and really listened yeah. to it. And he was jamming on that song. And that song was a cliche at some point in the late 80s, early 90s. It's a good fucking song. And it was perfect for flying up the coast, maybe exceeding the speed limit with the top down, <laughs> maybe by a lot. And it was really a great moment. I, you know, I see so many amazing cars on the road right now. Remember that Maserati we saw just sitting Absolutely. on the side? What, what early, is that? That was an early 60s, 61, 62, 3500 GT. Oh, that was. Uh, yeah, coupe. It, yeah, right. it was a coupe. And so it was, in, a, in a light blue metallic, uh, sitting yes. by itself on the side of the road. Like a in cloud. Melbourne. 
Yeah. It was beautiful. Perfectly stunning. restored. It really is. It's the only bright spot of this whole thing, I think. I mean, I guess there are a few. You can look by the past the corny stuff of hanging with your family and baking and everything else. But the classic car drive has never been better than this. Right, because it eliminates it eliminates the car show, which is you know guys in cargo shorts standing around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what year that is—the right mirror and everything. It eliminates that. We just have a pure driving experience going on. So uh, I can with a lot op- of good cars around. You're us. an optimist. I'm saying <clears throat> that that's picking the corn out of the shit and making a meal <laughs> out of it. That's about- I don't disagree <laughs> with you, sir. I am not an optimist. I'm just saying there is. Yeah. You know, anybody listening, it, we're picking corn out of shit and trying to make a meal out of it. Otherwise, it's just shit. Oh, God. I wonder if anybody's actually ever done that. That's horrifying. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, um, but right- there's good TV, right? Corn. Look, we're all staring down the barrel of a horrible gun right now. <laughs> Everybody's going broke. We're all screwed. If you get caught with all these cars, at least you have the cars to drive. They might not be worth anything, but at least you got them to drive, right? And then we enter the Mad Max scenario. That's what's next, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where we put on the, the dirty last clothes. The last of the V8 interceptors. What's that? <laughs> Remember the line, the last of the V8 interceptors. So get your hockey mask together and tear your clothes and dirty up your face. You don't have to take a shower. That's where we're going next. And then, you know, and then Matt Ferris Safari car kind of makes sense, finally. <laughs> Matt kind of makes sense, finally. <laughs> and Matt kind of makes <laughs> sense. Finally, Matt Ferris in his element. <laughs> <clears throat> By the way, Johnny Lieberman was on last week and was talking about how uh, Matt Ferris kept saying, come podcast, come podcast. His wife wouldn't let him do it because Matt would not respect the boundaries. Um which I, I'm not sure. I'm sure he is doing that, but I'm just saying that's what the wife was saying would probably happen. But Bill, our friend at the Malibu Kitchen, was listening to that moment on the podcast while he made cookies and baked in the back of his store, and Matt Farah came in and broke the six-foot barrier with him. And it was at the moment that Johnny Lieben was saying Matt Farah probably wouldn't... Uh, wouldn't uh, honor. <laughs> adhere but and honor the barrier. You, if you took that those three guys, those three guys Who's can that? probably Johnny Lieberman, Matt Farah, yes, and William Stanley Miller. Those three guys probably could win some sort of Olympics of expectorating droplets. <laughs> 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 Who can further project <clears throat> virus droplets of those three? Of those three, who would be the furthest projector? Well, we love them all. We wish them well. I'm going to call Jerry Seinfeld up. Let me see if I can find his number here. This is going to be Let's fun. Let's share it with the audience. <clears throat> you want? <laughs> <laughs> They've got nothing to do. They could call Jerry, too. Let me see. Uh, He's just sitting there. Rosebud. <clears throat> What's that? He's just sitting in his castle right Let's now. Let's see if he can be the first guy to pick up. Rosebud. Now, you're going to have to talk a little choir because I've got the Rosebud. splitter on. I hear a ring. I'm going to put the headphones on to make sure the sound is okay. Dude? Jerry Seinfeld. Are we on? We're on. We're here. Let's go. (laughs) What do you got? (laughs) I was just reading my my February 1969 issue of Road and Track. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And what, what was in it? You know what, what? What's so great? You always pick up. You pick up these magazines. There's always some insane thing in there. You know those tiny little ads in the back. Vic Elford would like to sell his Porsche 910 Works race car. No, no way. Yeah, yeah. No price. But <laughs> his uh, name and address there. So funny. You should call and uh, try and buy it. <laughs> I just saw your ad, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> I just got around to it. <laughs> just got around to it. Does that same price you advertise still hold? Well, uh, how are you doing? First, tell us how you're doing, Mr. Seinfeld. Are you everyone's, safe? Everyone's all right. You know, people like us, we're fine. There's a lot of people struggling, but uh, we don't need to ask. There's a certain group of people that do not need to be asked, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and and who are those? I'm in that group. Okay, okay. we are not. <laughs> we the w- entire 
I realize the entire globe is turned into Whitey Bulger. <laughs> <laughs> we now know we're all doing his thing. Hiding in the apartment in Santa Monica with a box of money. Yeah. Except no one is yeah. looking for us. Yeah, just stay home, take quiet little walks. That don't, is don't get involved with people. <laughs> This is why you're a genius, Jerry. Yes, we are all yeah. Whitey Bulger. I think we have our yeah. new Blip Shift shirt. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, but that- I had a nice long morning drive in my uh, 59 uh, 356 GS Carrera. It's a sunny uh, morning out here in the east end of Long Island. And um, so I took a nice long drive which I kind of do that every day. That's kind of, uh, I'm very fortunate to have that, uh, ability to go for little drives. And, uh, well, you guys are doing that too, right? We were just discussing what the perfect car for a quarantine drive is. And, and I had noticed I picked up the nine, nine two, uh, yesterday and now I'm bringing it back in favor of the open air targets and the speedsters that there's something it has that- to be a manual. You right. have to have a manual. Yeah. It, it, that, that, it occupies your mind more than, than an auto, auto box. The 992 is a businessman's car, and we're not in business any longer. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> but I also find just open air. Yeah. Gives you, at least for maybe 10 or 15 minutes, I feel like nothing's wrong. That The, the air is fine. There's nothing in it. I don't have to worry. Life is well, just... Well, don't, we don't know that either, though. There might... What if... you ever think of it as a tiny particle just hanging there waiting for me to drive into it? <laughs> it's going to drip on your head like bee <laughs> shit. Hits you in the eye. Oh! Oh, God. Oh! COVID eye! <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think about that. If I'm going to get it, I'd rather get it like that. That would make me happy. But What is your opinion, both of you lads, what is your opinion on the uh, celebrities to the rescue culture? Oh, boy, Zuckerman, I can see under your face. Uh, huh? It's, it's just some one more thing I don't need right now. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> That's right. Yeah, it's really horrifying. Uh, but I think some people liked it. Some people felt uplifted by it. Mickey Rourke singing children's stories, sir. <laughs> Johnny Depp talking with an English accent. <laughs> right. Johnny Depp stories for children. <laughs> Mickey Rourke sings Imagine. No, I think this is desperation on the part of celebrities for attention. Relevancy. And it's, and right. it and it and it shows itself. I mean, even the concerts and the you were saying the you know seeing everybody's living rooms and where they live, and the yeah. horrors of that and the souffles that fall when we see that moment. I, I, it's a, it's like a close. I remember one time uh, when uh, during the I think it was the '04 presidential campaign. There was a shot of George W. Bush's shoes in the middle of making a speech, just the shoes. <laughs> it's the little bottle of water moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it brings every, all these people that are, they're supposedly living on another plane. We see, Oh, they're not living on another plane. Uh, they're, they're just kind of schmucky too. Yeah. And and we're okay taking a break, I think, from all of the TV shows. <laughs> I don't think yeah. we, we really need to see somebody in their garage. <laughs> I, I yeah, I mean, I, who's watching any of it? I I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't uh, know who's watching I, any of it. I went on Netflix and I watched Road to Perdition, which is only a twenty-year-old movie, but it's a different world. A twenty-year-old movie. The attention they lavished on that movie, the movie making yeah. quality. Hanks was wrong for the role, but it is such, there's so much money was pumped in, so much attention to detail. Yes, that's true. That's true. That was back in the day when they still thought movies mattered and and these these kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, faded yellow morality tales are going to have resonance. <laughs> faded yellow morality. You nail it again. <laughs> Are you riding your uh, Sondor's electric bike? 
I ride it. I ride it down to the end of my property, which isn't very far. But uh, it's a phenomenal machine. What a machine! It, it. But I can't imagine being let loose on it out in public. I feel like you. You. It's really. It's too fast. It could. It could really. It looks like it's a. It's a real another dentist finger, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a motorcycle no. that goes 25 miles an hour. That's yeah, that's what it is. it's a motorcycle. But when I'm on it in the middle of a disaster, the fires <laughs> last fall, and now I don't know. It feels good. It's Mad Maxi in that way. It's a it's a right. it's the right vehicle to be on. And those big fat tires, which I yeah. think were designed for beach sand really make the thing stable on the street in some ways a lot more stable than a heavy motorcycle like i i go down my hill where i live without hands on the steering wheel just sitting upright wow. i can text it just it's that stable <laughs> look at that coming and going down the hill on a, I, I love the name it sounds like a medication i want to be addicted to sondors <laughs> sondor for sleep <laughs> do not take sondors if you have diarrhea yes alcohol may intensify the effect <laughs> no i find that thing incredible and but it shouldn't go faster than it really is it really is an a perfect apocalypse mobile what do you, where do you yeah. think? Uh, what <clears throat> What are you doing with cars right now? Are you moving you, forward? Well, with... I'm. I'm in a, as you know, because we keep very close tabs on each other. I have dipped into a very heavy uh, uh, early '60s VW bug phase. <laughs> Dick Homer. <laughs> yeah, the Dick Homer. Which what is, is a the German Dick Homer? Word that means uh, thick pillar. That's all I want to say about that. Hit you with my dick, Homer. <laughs> so that's real? You guys weren't just joking about... That's the German word for thick pillar. Dick, yeah. Dick Homer. Yeah. That's like... Because from 60... When they went from 64 to 65, they enlarged the windows and they trimmed the A and the B pillars for better visibility. And I don't know why. I just, I just get into. Sometimes it just pulls me in. I could go eighteen months to. I can go two and a half years, and I get completely bored by by VW bugs. And then I become obsessed with them. It always comes back. It's like a it wave does. cycle. And I just love the the survivalist. It, it was a survivalist car. Speaking of mad, it was a Mad Maxi car for post war post war Germany, wasn't it? It was like, how can we survive? How can we keep going? Wait, we know how to make cars. And they had this uh, fascinating, remarkably um, uh, uh, practical design that was left over from the 30s. And they just started making them. And then, slowly, and then of course, the story that the Jewish ad agency, Bill Bernbach from Brooklyn, who comes up with the idea of selling it with humor. That you need this car needs humor, and, if, <laughs> and, and you know from Hitler to the Jews in Brooklyn, it's just such a great story. It's an amazing yeah. uh, car story. So you're buying them up by the dozens? Is that what's by happening? The <laughs> I have really focused in on '63, which is also the Herbie year. Right. Uh, it had that look of just so it was so uh, uh, anthropomorphic in 1963. It really did look like. It could come to life. It had such a uh, kind of humble, friendly uh, appearance about it. And where are you finding these 63 VW bugs? Uh, Google. I just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Idle hands is the devil's workshop. It is a really good time. I mean, it's not a good time. Again, so my neighbor showed up uh, in my driveway the other day, and he said, oh, I've been meaning to talk to you about my next lease. And I said, what's the point? You're not doing anything. He goes, turn it in. He goes, what am I going to drive? Why are you driving? He goes, good point. He goes, we have one car in the driveway. We don't use it. I just let them all go. Like the business side of things is evaporating. But the collector side, this boredom with guys like us, uh -huh. I've been hunting like crazy. Hannah Elliott wrote an article in Bloomberg that the collector market is still relatively functional. Well, really? Yeah, yeah, there's nothing else to do. I mean, at least the hunting part, you may not feel, you know, confident enough to spend any money or comfortable enough, but the looking, right? 
I'm hot on a 288 GTO. <laughs> the last you thing are? I the last thing I need right now. Yes. Oh, those are the greatest. What are you looking at, Z? A 288 GTO. Here's my best. question oh. to you the other day. Well, now yeah, now yeah. one is going to come an, to you. It's an amazing car. I haven't driven that many Ferraris, <laughs> but uh, I've driven you know 250s. I, actually, I have. I've driven GTOs and Testarossas, and I just I drove Spikes Dino. But that 288 has a build quality. That is very 959-ish. It's just because it came out around the same time. Competition. Um, wasn't the, What was the other car that came out? That, well, the F40 was really the, uh, the their hypercar of 1980, the late 80s. But the 288, which precedes it, that's a, is that a, that's a twin-turbo V8, isn't it? That's correct. There is but a, it's so solid. It's such a solid mm-hmm. feeling. It's that look. That, that aesthetic that they were doing at that time with 308, 328s, the 288 nails that look like no other car. Yeah, but it's not like those cars exactly. at all. In the they same got way, it right. a 959 has nothing to do with a 911. Exactly. There's a blue one. I can't Google it right now because we're recording off the phone. But if you ever see this like French, I think it's French blue. 288 wow. this thing I didn't is no they did them in anything <clears throat> but red i've only seen one and then i remember a few years ago just driving down pico and seeing a 288 just cruising on the road uh, you know it was one of those moments where you just look over and go holy shit what a car what a perfect car yeah Zuckerman. yeah it's a super car look at, I, yeah. I drove one with the tracy morgan in the episode of yeah Canadians. Why are you laughing, um, Zuckerman? Because it would really be the lid closing on my coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Just close the lid the guys on the coffin. Those guys in Africa dropping the coffin. Dumping you into a 288. That's exactly what that would be. I don't think Jerry gets the reference, but... Yeah, let's do it. What the hell? This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. It right. all ends right now. Right. No, no. It's just a, <laughs> it's just the end of a chapter in a book. <laughs> I don't know. My very first Russian client once said, to, "I said, why are you guys? Why are you guys that grew up in the Soviet Union so cynical? What's the mindset?" And he said, "Everything in life is shit." <laughs> except for piss <laughs> and he goes that's <laughs> and that's how i feel right now <clears throat> yes yeah no we're not going to be defeated by this little virus not at all <clears throat> the car business well. is is really an interesting uh, <laughs> jerry goes well <laughs> <laughs> it is the one satisfying thing to watch on tv is the people protesting <laughs> the virus right now because it's a problem that's going to take care of itself Oh, yeah. Alex Jones meets everybody and high fives them and hug. Just wait two weeks. <laughs> it is yeah. the moments. The Nathan Hale. Was it Nathan Hale? Give me liberty or give me death. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, here's both. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, wondering for that line to make sense. When, when is that line going to make sense? Here's both. Now. <laughs> they are having both in that moment. Here you are. Liberty and death is yours. Ah, Seinfeld is on today. He's on all the way from Long Island. Love it. This is great. Have you ventured out? Are you, are you guys together or, or is everybody separate? We're in, uh, we're in Cotner 2, separated by six feet and open garage doors. But right. we are essential media. We are allowed to continue broadcasting. But uh, taking... And Spike, what, what are you obsessing on car-wise right now? Well, everything from uh, G-Wagons... To really? old, yeah, to old motorcycles, CB750s. Mm. I'm wow. all over the place. I'm really just right. trying to, uh, uh, old Land Rovers, stuff that's sitting in England uh, from my favorite dealers there, you know, stuff that's just been restored, you know, green old Land Rover series two ways. Just, yeah. you know, looking around, I think like everybody wondering, are there deals now or... You know, in, in in a lot of ways, the new car market, like I was looking into G wagons with Dean, they're they're up because there aren't many of them around. So everybody's competing for the same cars, and the old cars. I haven't noticed that much of a dent in prices just yet. You know, but right. maybe in a month, maybe the but new G wagon or old G wagon. The new one, the brand new. Yeah, the new one is an awesome, awesome car. They're they quoted me twenty five over sticker. They're and sticking to it. And they, they had no available cars. <laughs> so wow. there you go. And they're not making any. <clears throat> no. 
Nothing. The to... old ones are pretty great too. I have a, uh, I think it's like a 2013 or something. That I just can't sell. In fact, I just have it parked in front of my house. And just because every time I walk by it, I go, boy, that's just a tight little package. Yeah. I just, yeah. I like the, I like the, uh, the cleanliness of it. Right. Yes. No, I totally agree. The new agree. one is a very, uh, it's very uh, Range Rover-ish. Mm. It's very, it's really got its hair combed and its uh, uh, pants hemmed and, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Eyes wide open. <laughs> yeah, a little pocket square. <clears throat> Have you driven it? I, I own it. Oh, you do? So you've yeah. got the 2013 and the new one. Yeah. Completely different drive. Yeah, completely different. Wow, uh, interesting. You know, and like uh, it's it's really very similar to your to your three two Carrera or your SC versus the nine nine two. Which car would you rather have? Well, it depends on uh, what mood you're in. Right, right. Wow, very interesting. So the SC has 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 uh, has reemerged as a favorite. Absolutely, the eighty two. And did you ever notice in that eighty two when you owned it? how high you sit in it uh that car yeah they're had, all like that and and they we, are we can really because we took a look at will hoyt the will hoyt 83 the sports seat the actual part you sit on is about an inch and a half to two inches right set down from the side bolsters and uh, of the of the seat and and the 82 is much higher it is much higher you're right oh. yeah you're, you're sure about that, Jerry? Well, I have uh, three of them. I have a Pacific Blue 83 SC, which is what prompted me to sell you guys back the uh, metallic blue one. And uh, that's the same uh, driving position, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's a fantastic car. I think Sam told us that he attributes it to the fuel injection that they were using at that time, that it's so yes, springy yes. and eager. What is that dingy yeah, noise? Yeah, when they went to the, uh, uh, huh? uh, whatever the different system is, uh, it, it would save gas, but it was less responsive. I'm going to send you, I was just, speaking of old articles, I read Car and Driver's review of the, 83 911 cabriolet and how that came about and at that point car and driver was calling it really a, a dinosaur uh an ancient kind of a car um and then uh that was still fantastic but then their description of the new of the new uh 3-2 carrera they described it as a bullet as a car that had evolved uh, and was now bullet-like, and they and zero to sixty in five point two seconds was considered to be a bullet at that time. Right. But their enthusiasm, the way they write about these cars uh, in in the period, uh, the eighty three SC or the eighty four three two Carrera, uh, it, it, the way that they praise the car is really interesting. Their style of writing about the cars was was really a, a nicely done, very enthusiastic. Yeah, they really rode in those days. I, I, I don't know why I pulled out this huge stack of old magazines and I would spread them all over my my office here and I just keep picking them up. And that's why in the 70s, that was my second choice. If I couldn't make it in comedy, I wanted to write for one of these magazines. There was some very good writing in those days. It was funny. It was very literate and... Um, not like today, it's all rubbish. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> what happened to the writing? It was so enjoyable to read the articles yeah. that I was reading last night from 83 and 84. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I guess nobody cared. or And the people that could write got, got real jobs in television or something. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. I don't know. Here's an interesting thing about the 82 Targa. The color elevates the experience i agree since i am in love with this color this is it just blue metallic or light blue metallic it's, it's light, blue, light metallic. blue metallic the color elevates the experience so i'm having i'm possibly feeling this is the number one car that i drive and <laughs> i've had some such unbelievably strong driving experiences in it you know that 
you know that as we're we're leaving Santa Monica Airport and you get on the PCH early in the morning, there's that moment yeah. where you just kind of exhale uh, and go, ah, oh, like that. Yeah, I'm having intense, intense moments like that in that car with the backdrop of the pandemic and then the sunny days and then the empty PCH. But the car, the the radio, the song choice, and then just that little bump from the color out the windshield and and the the hood it's 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 changing it's the one car for me like i told you i'm gonna you're missing you're you're skipping over the most essential element of the experience that is affecting your your whole kineticism yes the target top (laughs) the airflow (laughs) of the target top and it, it it gives you that sense of speed without getting without batting you around. Yes, yes, that's what it's about. The Targa top. You mm. have not. You have never had a, really had a Targa except for that nine fourteen six. The nine fourteen six was the only one. No, and the Dino yeah. too. The two forty six GTS. Yeah, that's true. The Dino. Yeah, but it uh, it's really delivering. And you know that we told you that the bushings went out and uh, we had those replaced, and it's. All you hear now is humming engine, just perfect humming engine. The car is, what, 14,000 original miles on it, so there are no creaks anymore. It's perfection. It really is perfection. It reminds me of your 71, Jerry. Ah, the 71. Just a a time traveler. Just you're going back to 1971, and you're driving something right out of the factory. That's what this 82 car is. People say you can't drive color, but you can drive color. You can drive color. You absolutely can. can. I believe color enhances and the year of manufacture. It's a small percent, though. It's it's, it's 5% or less down or up. It's not everything, but it definitely helps or hurts. It can be more. It can be more. I I have that white 89 Speedster with the blue, navy blue Mm. canvas top that I bought from Sam. Yeah. You know how many 89 speeches I've had? I've probably had six of them over the years. <laughs> but, but, ha- but this one, because it's white with a blue canvas top, to me, is the best one. Yeah, right. It's just the color. It's the color. Just the color. It ha- the car has to be dialed in just right, and then the color does the enhancement trick. Well, I got into your 66 Chevy, which is black all over the place. And suddenly I'm tough guy Ben Affleck, right? <laughs> you can feel the color wrap around you. And, you know, and that's it, it, it seeps. I, I, and I'm very reactive to color. Just and make sure it's the tough like guy Affleck and not any of the other Afflecks. <laughs> that's right. Pudgy cake eating Affleck, smoking cigarettes. Child molesting. I didn't say that. <laughs> no, what? He's not a child molester. That's not true. <laughs> Is that an automatic or a stick? That, that stick, Nova? my friend. Yeah. Four speed, but Spike wow. has a point. He'd rather have that car in automatic, and I can see his. I can see that. I've had some dicey moments in it trying to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just coming up to a red light is dicey. <laughs> I was I was gonna gun it through a yellow until I noticed our fine officers from the LAPD on the other side of the intersection. This is right, Jerry, right on the bridge on Sunset over the four hundred five. Right, and I yeah. just came sliding up to the to the to the red line like this, <laughs> smoke sideways, and they're just looking at me, and I just waved, "Yeah, how you doing?" Drum brakes, <laughs> <laughs> drum brakes that pull to the right, not a Porsche. Little Boy, apple was... pan sized aluminum pie pan brakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, what year is that car? Sixty six. 66 and what was the first wasn't that so that was a chevy 2 yes and then did they rename it the nova and the kind of yes. and it and was it? it was earlier in the first version they had nova as a trim style and you could get a nova nameplate on the first versions and then it became ah. a chevy 2 and then in 69 they just called it a nova again so that's why we always think of this car as a nova ah. uh and it was bought. It was it was bought brand new. I think I may have told you this in West Virginia, 
uh, this car, and you can see on the original owner's manual, the guy was, was penciling out his monthly payments. He was dividing 48 into the price. It was something like $48 a month. <laughs> you could see the guy was really worrying about, could he mine enough coal to get that $48 a month to, to pay for it? Wow. Yeah, it's a fantastic. Wow. What's the mileage on the car? You know, I don't know. I it's just one of those looked. cars. It just it's looks one great. one of those cars. You know, the 64... 64- and it's original or it's restored? It's been restored, uh, but it was... There's These cars, it's an L79, which means that somebody checked the box to get the small block 327 Corvette engine in this car. So wow. that's why I say it's an exquisite shit box, right? It's got... The engine is fantastic. The shifting is fantastic. The steering, uh, vague, <clears throat> would, vague steering would be a compliment yeah, to yeah. its steering capability. And the braking is non-existent. Rib smashers. Why don't you upgrade the brakes? That's ridiculous. I, okay, if you, it, that's a good point. So if you want to keep the original look of those very small pizza cutter tires, you can't upgrade the brakes. So if you go to a uh, – so you have to then have different wheels and tires set up to go to disc brakes. So you're changing the look. And there's no way to oh, sort I those see, brakes? There's no way to sort the drums. The drums, <coughs> the drum, drums hmm. just stink. They don't. They don't work very well. All right. You stop eventually. <laughs> you really have to plan ahead. <laughs> I like the greenhouse element of the interior. I, I left my yeah, son in there it while very I went. Very glassy. Yeah, I went. I went in to get some groceries. I left my son in the car when I was walking back and looking in there, and then just driving. You just it's, the visibility is just right. perfection in that car. Right, roll over. Well, head G crush. wagons are similar that yeah. way. It's yeah, but the G wagon ha- it's like an aquarium on your yeah. head. Old, yeah. old Land Rovers are like that too. From the the Range yeah. Rovers from the eighties are uh, beautiful. You sit up high, like your waist is about the same height as the, the, the where the the window is on the door. Sweet. <laughs> right, <laughs> things that you know don't happen anymore because of crashes right. and you flying out that window, right. but. You know, when you get in there, you just notice this greenhouse effect. Like, I'm in a glass bubble, which is lovely, right? Right. Not necessarily safe. There's no B pillar, and the A and C pillars will collapse on you if you roll over. (laughs) (laughs) The car will be a convertible, and so will you. Okay, now, by the way, motorcycle riding this time is also good, Zuckerman. And I know you look down on me, but the roads are empty. I took the Triumph out. The other day, what a dr- it was amazing. Again, life-altering drive. I felt wow. so good on that thing. And, you know, you go to cross Sunset. You know where I live, right? You go to cross Sunset. There's nobody there. It's just empty. There's no one there. You just cross over. Rolling my eyes, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I like motorcycles. I just got in three motorcycle cases. Some guy lost all of his toes on his left foot. How would you feel? How are, you- are, you still, are people still crashing? Are you still getting business? Not as much, but surprisingly, people seem to not be able to stop for red lights right now. They're missing the other cues of other traffic upon the roadway. There's no one on the road, no one at all. They don't see red lights. They don't see red lights. Yep, they go right through. Wow. Wow. What about where you are, Jerry? Are there people on the road out there, or the road's just open? Yeah, some. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, kind of wandering druids along the roadside. (laughs) You know, kind of uh, hunkered up, uh, you know, hoodie-shirted couples mm-hmm. and with the dogs. And, uh, you know, they, they, they're all walking at the exact same speed and they're all in the exact same mood. That, that's the interesting thing. I've never been alive at a time where the entire planet is in the same mood. <laughs> <laughs> not, not everybody. <laughs> Not everybody, right? <laughs> Not Alex Jones and his friends. They're in a different mood. <laughs> give it's me liberty or give me death. <laughs> <laughs> give me liberty or give me and death. Give, no, give, give me liberty and give me death. <laughs> and give me death. Genius, Seinfeld. <laughs> Genius observations. What is it so, like? So you know, you just keep. So you're up to date. Uh, you know that I won the uh, uh, bring a trailer auction on the '77. A metallic Bahama blue VW Bug, last we, year of German production, 800-mile all-original car. What? We, no, we are not <laughs> when up did to that date happen? at all. Yeah. That happened last week. I'll send you the link, 
and I'm expecting delivery of the car next week. Seinfeld in quiet speed. Wow. Bring a trailer, an essential business. <laughs> Still. Yeah, bring a trailer. So, so how does that work? You bought the car. I guess it's from the yeah. seller. It's not at Bat headquarters. So the seller just right. loads it up on a truck and sends it to you. Yeah, yeah. Terrific guy. Um, I forget his name, but uh, we had a nice chat after the sale. Wow. And uh, he's had the car for a while. It was really worth more, but the, the bidding was weak. I bought it for 26000 and uh, but eight hundred mile car in a very unusual color, of oh the Bahama yellow. Yeah, metallic Bahama blue. I'll, I'll send. Oh, you the metallic list. Bahama blue. Wow! Fantastic. But you can look it up on Bring a Trailer. Yeah. Will you be sending him a bonus check? Do you feel guilty? Uh, after the end of the shutdown, yes, I, I will be uh, <laughs> extending the payments. By then, we'll own that car, Zuckerman. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the other part of this cycle. He buys all the Volkswagen bugs, and then the, he hands them out, like business cards to his friends. Birthday yeah, just take this Beetle. Just here, just take the Beetle. Go ahead. Take like, my Beetle. Like roses on The Bachelor. <laughs> well, this has been fantastic, Jerry. Fantastic. The listeners have been dying to hear from you since the uh, the infamous and wonderful 917 show with Sam Cabiglio. We have oh, to do another one of those uh, once we get all get back together and hear a couple more origin stories from some of the Boy, amazing yeah, cars the you guys have bought. The GS story is a really yeah, fantastic we'll, we'll story. Yeah, we'll recap oh, that that's one. that's a good story, yeah. Because that was fantastic, and Sam was a great storyteller, too, and hopefully we'll all be together soon hanging out and drinking coffee and talking cars in person. All right, enjoy the Targa. Thank you. Yes, thank you for selling and, it to uh, us. Keep me posted on the on the two eighty eight GTO. There we go. There That's we go. what the we're going to coffin lid. The, <laughs> the coffin lid on dun, my dun, life. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. When we come back, All we will right. have Alexander Rossi and Connor Daly, Indy drivers, to hear what's going on with them. All right. Obviously, this virus is on everybody's mind. You wondering what you can do about it? Well. CoreResponse.org. That is uh, Sean Penn's operation is doing a lot of great work here in California. Uh, they're opening testing sites. Uh, they're manning those testing sites with volunteers. They're doing that so the Los Angeles Fire Department can get back to work protecting you. Um, they're doing great work in Malibu. Uh, as you've probably uh, heard, testing, it's all about testing. They're getting the job done. Sean Penn, CoreResponse.org forward slash COVID-19. Go to the site. Check it out right now, especially if you're in California. And donate or, you know what? Donate your time. Assume some risk and uh, help everybody out by uh, working at one of these testing sites. Again, coreresponse.org forward slash COVID-19. And remember, Sean Penn gave us the Falcon and the Snowman. We owe him our helping hand. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, we're back with Alexander Rossi and Connor Daly uh, zooming in on Zoom. So uh, forgive the uh, audio quality. Uh, I can tell you what they look like right now. Mr. Rossi has a, uh, a black and white Ansel Adams type ski background photograph behind him and a nice cap on. And Connor, what are you, what are you drinking there, Connor? <coughs> Uh, very healthy kombucha beverages because you know we're fighting fighting the diseases. Kombucha is going to help you. Absolutely. Yeah, you want to make sure your probiotics are there. Absolutely. Okay. Are these uh, are these beards you have, gentlemen? Just the beards that existed before quarantine, or are these quarantine beards? I've always had one. Yeah, my, mine is extra lumberjacky and very uh, ginger. The sun is coming out now in Indiana for the first time all year. So it's um, in about a few days, I'll turn into a leprechaun and start running away with uh, Lucky Charm cereal. So watch out. Is that uh, where are you guys right now? Where, Rossi, where are you? Are you? Indiana. You are. So everybody's hunkered down in Indiana. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's okay. As Connor said, the sun just came out, but it's weird because it's like seventy degrees right now, and it's going to snow at the end of the week. So <laughs> it's great. It's it's odd, huh? So you're you're hunkered down in your various. You're not at the track at all, right? You're not allowed to get in cars and and run. Man, we're not allowed to do anything. We can't even really be on simulators. Um, 
our our careers have taken the path of virtual iRacing and competing on the internet in fake race cars. <laughs> you seem really happy about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not that happy about it, but hey, it's a uh, it's something that we got to do. And at the end of the day, we're the only sport really on the planet that can actually have their athletes compete against each other in a platform that people can watch. So um, NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, we're all kind of doing it. And at least it gives the sponsors some sort of um, kind of a representation to, to the general public. Now, Connor, you're a gamer. So explain to me, the father of a gamer, though I play Counter-Strike and I like GTA V, but this this virtual league that you just mentioned here is this a new system that Indy put together? Tell me tell me what we're talking about here and how people watch it. Yeah, so it, it's fairly new for sure. NASCAR has they they kind of started it. They they had a, an e sports series um, already going um, that was doing quite well. And actually, I was I was paying attention to it. Very very cool to see you know kids getting a shot who are really good at this game. Um, and Formula One has the same thing. Formula One has, uh, you know, legitimate teams, the same teams, you know, Williams, McLaren, Renault, any, whatever it is. And they also, you know, draft in, uh, you know, drivers to, to drive for their team. So IndyCar, you know, we're a little bit smaller when it comes to staff, people, just in general. And so, you know, we're, I think there's a lot that we've got to focus on in making our race series continue to grow. Um, but now that there was really nothing to do and we couldn't do anything, it was it was a, a great opportunity to kind of focus uh, focus on the esports side. So yeah, we have iRacing to use. iRacing has a great IndyCar model um, for, that some of us think is great. I, I think that it's tough for others. I, I, I'm I'm a very feel dependent driver. I have to feel everything um, through the seat of my pants, as they say, and I can't do that at all uh, when I sit in an Ikea kitchen table chair with a steering wheel <laughs> into a glass desk. So that, that's tough for Why? me. But, well, not a, lot of, uh, not a lot of sensation coming through the wheel or pedals there. But, uh, but, yeah, it is what it is. It's a great game, great graphics. We can put all of our sponsors on the car. We can broadcast it live to the entire Internet and the world of, of folks that want to see something other than nothing. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep trying to keep trying to do it and put on a good show. And when and when do these races take place? They're they're every Saturday afternoon, man. So uh, our first one was three weeks ago. Uh, It was at Watkins Glen. Um, And then the second one was at Barber. So they're kind of trying to to follow along the schedule as best as they can with the tracks that they have available. Uh, Last weekend or the weekend before that was Michigan, then Motegi, which is a track in Japan. And then. This weekend, we're actually racing at um, at Coda at Circuit of the Americas, uh, which would be the actual track we would be racing at next weekend. So they're they're trying their best to kind of emulate and create some sort of schedule um, that we would have had otherwise. But as Connor said, I mean it's it's very interesting because there's a lot of of performance that comes from people's different equipment and. Their, their, Wi-Fi their level, speed. Their Wi-Fi speed. <laughs> their level of like just desire to do it. Like it's 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 crazy how much lap time you can find just by spending money on steering wheels. And and so, go ahead. I, I just want to know, but what am I looking at? Like if I were to just come into where you're living while you're doing it, are you in a cage? Are you in a real driving simulator, or do you just have the wheel clipped onto the desk? And are you, just, you know. Well, what was that? Honestly, are you all right? <laughs> dogs are attacking someone, I think. No, oh, okay. <laughs> there's realistically there is a very wide variety of, of of simulator setups. I think mine would be the most uh, poor people type version. Uh, and then there's like Simon Pagino who is wearing his race suit with a three screen setup <laughs> in a seat that moves, and he's got his engineer. His engineer, yeah, yeah, his engineer broadcasting live on Facebook right there. Really. Next to him. And it's it, it's wild, but I mean, for a lot of these simulator companies, it's a great opportunity to like you know to help out some drivers and and potentially get their you know equipment out there because I know that there are a lot of people like buying simulator stuff because there's literally nothing else to do and and it, it is you know it is fun. I am not a racing game guy, I, I, admittedly, I'm not a racing game guy, but it is quite enjoyable when you can gather up all these other, you know, IndyCar fellas and that are, that are sitting around at home and, and kind of, 
you know, start start talking a bunch of crap to each other and uh, and racing racing internet vehicles. Yeah, I've been doing it. I've been doing it at my house with my my twelve year old. He's got Forza, and they wanted the the pedals and the steering wheel. And last night he was trying to get me to come in and race him in a GT3 RS. By the way, just wiped my ass with the completely destroyed me on the track. But he's got all of this steering feel added to the steering wheel. So when you go off the track or you hit the the apex of the turn too hard, the, the, the wheel jiggles to give you a feel. And I keep telling him, that, you know, I'm like you, Connor. It's like, this isn't what a race car feels like when you're going around a track. And it throws me off every time. Those are my excuses, at least, while I'm getting destroyed by him no, in lap no, time. I, I think the one thing that Connor kind of alluded to that, that fans are actually also getting a kick out of is like, I think a lot of the fans have, have keyed in really quickly, which is good for our benefit, that this is like not real, right? That it's it's very fake. Yeah. It's very virtual. And so Connor actually kind of has his Twitch channel. And so myself <laughs> um, and a couple of other guys are on it. And I think fans are enjoying almost like the commentary and the trash talk that we're having amongst ourselves as much, if not more, than the actual race itself. So it's kind of cool to give fans, I guess, a little bit of a different perspective uh, as kind of who we are behind the wheel type of thing. Right, right. Um, but it, it is fun to kind of go out in a fairly no-pressure environment and just have fun and make fun of other people. So and, so are you saying that these are the types of things that you say in the car when you're doing the real racing? <laughs> so, you might think of Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, there are some people, it, it is so wild. I think that is honestly the most entertaining part. There is some really good racing going on. Like there's been some great racing on the ovals. I think the road course racing is boring and terrible, but that's only because I'm not very good at it. And if I only use one pedal on my uh, desk, it's way easier than both pedals. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's hearing willpower and got like multi-time IndyCar champions, Indy 500 champions, just literally ripping each other to shreds, <laughs> calling each other wankers, all this stuff. And just like that never happens like on the TV broadcast. Yeah, It's just essentially almost an open mic with a bunch of us. Who are you know lashing into each other and and it's very hilarious. I think. But some guys take it so much serious, so much more serious than others. Like Connor, James, and I. Like we we try. Like I'll be honest, we try. We give it a good effort. But like at the end of the day, there's guys that are literally like doing data analysis with their engineers and have their entire engineering team like hooked up to their intercom system so that they're kind of making strategy really? decisions during the race. And it's kind of like, uh, should we pit now? Uh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> sure. Is there any money awarded for these races? No. no. There's nothing. Absolutely not. There's nothing. There's it's just not pride. Trophy. Nothing. Yeah. Well, that they should change. Picture, they send you a picture of a, of a ring that spins around on an Instagram story. Wow. I don't know. In some ways, this is kind of an exciting development to this racing series because I can imagine a world where like, let's say you've got uh, regular folks on this system racing, like my 12-year-old, and he wins some challenge, and he gets to race you guys, like admitting fans into the race to race against you guys. I don't know. Would that be cool, or would that potentially embarrass you? So the only thing that I think— Probably both. Yeah. yeah the, the, the problem with doing that right now is we would all get destroyed, and and that is right. like— we we there are like there are some guys that do a lot of iRacing like Sage Karam, Will Power. Will Power done something like ten thousand online races or something in iRacing, which is wild. And like those guys are going to be good no matter what. But the, the the true simulator racing guys would probably even still beat them. And and that's why like right now our races we're keeping them just to the IndyCar field <laughs> so we can focus on that. But there are races going on all throughout the day, every day, every night on iRacing where there are a lot of kids and sim racers who do it, you know, for a living that do race against us if we, you know, jump into a random race like that. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, uh, I lost my temper last night with this car that my son prepped. He said, I, I specially prepped it. I changed the balance in the springs. I put this wing on it. He goes, you're really going to like this one. And I was at Road Atlanta and went off on turn four. And I just said, the hell with this. This doesn't handle like a car. And my wife said, you know, he just wants you to race with him. I go, but it doesn't race like a car. I can't feel, I don't know what I'm doing. You might as well put a blindfold on me and send me around the track. I can't. Anyway, 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 there's a real season, right? The NTT IndyCar Series has a real schedule. 
Um, when does that schedule start? When do you guys plan on uh, or hope to plan to start racing again? Well, right right uh, now, I mean, we we are scheduled to start in June uh, at Texas. First weekend of June, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so hopefully, um, you know, hopefully we can do that. Uh, I think a lot of our teams, as far as I've seen recently, you know, a lot of teams are here in Indiana, and they should be able to get back to work um, by something like May 4th, potentially, or, or something around there. So the teams are going to have to go through a lot to, you know, continue to prep the cars. Obviously no one's been doing anything for a very long time. Um, and you know, I, I really, really do hope we can go racing in June. Um, but I know, you know, it's a 15 race schedule, which is going to be great. And if we can do that, that'll be awesome. Well, it'll certainly make the best of the situation. Um, but again, I think everyone is still taking it one day at a time and kind of, adjusting on the fly right alex how long is it going to take you to get back up to speed in a car like i know if you're a stand-up comedian it's like maybe it's probably going to take you two or three months of getting out there every night to kind of get back to where you were what about you in a car i'd say it depends on how many bad habits i pick up from the virtual racing (laughs) (laughs) like oreos like eating oreos (laughs) no like like just drinking bourbon Well, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, the bourbon part. But no, uh, in all seriousness, probably uh, under ten laps, I would say. So really, five minutes, yeah. just right back. And, yeah, I mean, you got to remember, this is something that is is such a, a muscle memory type thing in the first place. I know it's cliche to say, but it's it's just like riding a bike. You get back into the car, and as soon as your kind of eyes and mind readapt to the sensation of speed because that's really the biggest thing is just kind of your your eyes slowing everything down again um what you're doing with your feet and hands kind of just comes naturally so i don't think it'll take take long at all what i about, hope what, i haven't had to be out of a car for this long so what about you connor what do you think well i mean for me it, it, it's a new team that i'm driving for this year so i i was hoping to you know, I've done. We, we we didn't get to a ton of testing in the in the preseason. Uh, the rookies got a little bit more than than I think us. Uh, technically, it's like been for me like 1.3 days with this new team. So I was hoping to at least start getting you know a couple races under our belts before we uh, you know really start to get to know each other. Um, and yeah, we're gonna have to dive right into the deep end um, with with no testing at all. Just show up to the race weekend. It is gonna be hard, honestly. I think that is gonna be really challenging for. Um, for a lot of people, because as Alex said, I don't think any driver in a very long time. I mean, I have gone this long without driving before only because I've been part time for, for the last two years. But now we're back to full time. So a lot of drivers, if you think about Scott Dixon, he's done 900 IndyCar seasons or something in a row. I don't think he's ever gone this long without yeah, driving. Yeah. So it will be very interesting and it will potentially, um, you know, be uh, be a variable and what happens in the first few races, but you also got to think that this is what we have been doing our entire lives. This is what we do. We know it when we show up, we got to do our jobs to the best of our ability. It doesn't matter if you've been sitting on the sidelines for a year or two days, you got to go out there and be able to put everything on the line. And, uh, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, young, young Jack Ferriston has just walked into the office here. <laughs> he, he, he can't, he's very excited to see you guys. And he has a question for you that, uh, he wants you to clear up. Go ahead, Jack, right into the mic so right there. What do you think, Closer, right there. What do you think the difference between an Indy car and a formula one car is? It's a, it's a good, uh, good question, man. Um, I think that the simplest answer is just the, the money. So, um, a formula one team can spend, anywhere from 200 to $400 million a year to, to go racing and build race cars. Whereas an IndyCar team spends anywhere from, from five to $8 million, right? So it's a 10th yeah. of the cost. And so with that money, um, you know, there comes just a lot of technology. Um, Formula One cars are at the cutting edge and the peak of technology every single year. Cause every single year they build a new car, whereas IndyCar, we kind of reuse the same car. It has like, updates like we put new parts on it and it gets a little bit faster or safer but ultimately this car we've been running we've been running it for almost six years seven years and this engine we've been running for a decade right so the car is still a lot faster than when it first came out because you know teams get smarter drivers get better technology gets better but you know maybe we've only seen a one or two second improvement in lap time whereas formula one has seen like seven or eight seconds so it's just uh, our cars are pretty much the same 
for, for a long period of time. You know, Connor there doesn't like the feedback on the steering wheel like me. He and I don't like it. And he's on Twitch. So respect. <laughs> now get out of here. I got to do a podcast. See you, man. <laughs> Tell me about this uh, Air Force partnership you have um, with the new car that you were getting to, Connor. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And the Air Force, this will be the third year in a row, um, you know, with them as our primary sponsor, which is really cool. The program's grown every year. They they were sort of dipping their toe in the water at the Indy 500 in 2018 when I uh, when I lost my ride with Foyt, um, and they were they were really the ones who who sort of saved me. So that that was really cool. Um, been able to really use that partnership and 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 grow it. Uh, bring a lot of recognition to some incredible veterans and some incredible servicemen and women, um, which is really cool. And, and they love it. And the cars look really cool. That's, that's one of the most important parts is it, as long as your car looks cool, everyone's very motivated by it. So that's, <laughs> that's been something that we've really enjoyed. Um, and yeah, we can't wait to get it out and, uh, and, and, and get it on track, you know, this year officially. Do you feel like I do that Dave really was the first to grow the quarantine beard, David Letterman, that he had it ahead of everybody? He's been rocking it, though, for a while, and it's been very, very impressive, like super. I wonder if he's going to shave it just to go counterintuitive during the quarantine. Alex, let me. are you still doing your podcast? Are you still doing episodes? Yeah, man, I am. Uh, we actually, last week, we had a bourbon kind of theme podcast oh, cool. where we, we, we sampled four different types of bourbon and we kind of did uh quarantine tasting over over the internet so yeah man it's good it's uh it's 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 it's, it's a terrible podcast um, <laughs> it's off track with hinch and rossi i came on yeah. i really liked it yeah, no you got you it's, had a producer you had a format you had fun things to do it was it was probably in my top three favorite podcasts to be on well there I, was some thinking I, behind I'm it i'm surprised I unlike really this it. thank you <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was a lot of fun, and and it says here I have your bios in front of me, but I'm just I'm looking. There's a lot of stuff. What are you doing? I'll start with you, Alex. Like for me out here, and for us out here, we have you know we're all at home, but we have this beautiful California uh, uh, weather. We have essential tasks like groceries, and you can combine a vintage car with an essential task. So, like today, I have to go grocery shopping. So I'm going to take an 82 Targa out and, you know, go to the grocery store farthest away from my house in Malibu somewhere and have a drive. Are you are you cycling right now? I, I am cycling. Um, I'm cycling indoors because, again, this is the Midwest and, and not California. Uh, so that, But it's that 70 today. You can't go out and go for a ride? I definitely could today. What, what happened, Spike, um, about two and a half weeks ago was there was a big rainstorm, you know, a big, big uh, Midwest thunderstorm, and I came down to an inch of water in my basement. So that's oh. taken up a significant amount of my time oh. the, uh, the past couple of weeks. But we're... We've got it figured out now, and it's all resolved, but it's been a hell on earth trying to deal with like normal life stuff. Are you there by yourself, or is the girl with you? No, she's here. Um, Fantastic. Yep. Yeah, Did you make her mom? water or basements, <laughs> but... No. <laughs> no, I'm going to be painting later today after I do the grocery shopping. So, so, you, so you get it. Uh, <laughs> I get no, it. I, I, I've, got a, I've got a gym in my house, which is very convenient. Oh, that's great. Um, so able to stay in shape. And uh, yeah, it's not bad. What about you, Connor? What are you up to? How are you well, passing um, the time? I don't have a basement. So <laughs> thankfully, that has not been an issue. Um, I mean, for me, honestly, I my team owner, Ed Carpenter, he, he lives just down the road and, and we train together every morning. So we, he's got a gym there and, you know, I go over, we work out together, uh, which has been good because he, he's a great team owner because he's also still a driver as well. Um, so he knows how important it is to kind of keep a little bit of a, of, of a physical fitness schedule. Um, and that's really the only person I've seen during this whole thing. So uh, it's been good to go over there and be able to work out, interact. And then other than that, it's pretty much play video games for the entire day. Uh, <laughs> there's not much else. Um, I have played Call of Duty for no less than six to eight hours a day. Uh, and and this is, we can follow you on Twitch doing that? Oh, yeah, Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ConnorDaily22. It's, it's a quite a wild ride. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, there's not really much else to do. Like, right, my right. family does live 45 minutes from me. Like, they're not far away. Like, you know, went over there for Easter dinner, had a little, you know, had a little week- weekend there a day. Um, 
But honestly, yeah, it's just try to stay fit, try to stay at least motivated by something, which a lot of this e-racing has because it is, you know, I got it. Well, if Alex is doing it, I got to do it. And then if, you know, if if these other guys are doing it, you know, I got to do it. So it's not it's not been necessarily boring. I mean, I'm going to go crazy very soon. Um, but I can regardless, but it, but it might've happened regardless. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to go outside and potentially do activities. I look forward to the first dinner that I can have with other people, uh, potentially a finely crafted cocktail by someone else other than myself. There you go. Um, so we'll see. Do you guys find it easier to stay? I mean, there's some of us that find it much easier to stay in shape here because that's all you have to do is work out. I'm kind of in the middle, like I can work out twice a day, but then at night it kind of gets to me and suddenly I'm on Netflix eating peanut M&Ms by the pillowcase. You know, uh, you guys look like you're in great shape, like you're really, you know, being disciplined. Is that because the season is upon us or? Well, so the thing is, like, that's kind of our jobs as race car drivers inherently, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at how many times we are in a car a year, it's probably 50 or 60 days a year. And then what do you do for the other 300 days, right? Right. So training and, and, and having a regimen from that standpoint has already kind of existed for us for a really long time. So this is kind of just an extended off season. Like we never got our first race. Um, so it's not like we got all ramped up and then now we're waiting again. Like it's just kind of as if the season never started or never was supposed to start. Right. Um, right. The only weird thing is just, it's it's just mentally strange not having human interaction, right? Right. That's the, right. the biggest thing that I think everyone's dealing with. And in a way, I think that when racing and sports returns, it's going to be an even more kind of glorious return because of it, because people are going to be mm-hmm. so excited. And, you know, like all of us, we took it for granted, right? To a certain extent of, of how easy it was to go to a ball game or whatever, or go to a race. And so now when it's it's finally allowed, whenever that may be, I think it's going to be actually really good for, for a lot of sports because um, people are going to be so excited just to be go. able to have the opportunity to do it again. There you go. Well said, gentlemen. Round five of the six-race IndyCar iRacing Challenge is going to take place virtually at Circuit of the Americas on Saturday, April 25th. The fourth race is this weekend at uh, Twin Ring Motegi. I, I don't think we're I don't think we're hitting that one because I'm posting the show Wednesday, so it'll just be this weekend. Yes, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I don't know how you found the time to come on the show. It was tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a pleasure catching up with both of you, Connor. Very nice to meet you. I will see you on Twitch. I'm inspired by your Call of Duty playing. Um, you're, yeah, both you guys are my uh, son's heroes. They're, he's so excited to have met you. And uh, good luck this Saturday virtually, and good luck with the new season. Right on, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. And that's all we have for you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.